Hello, and welcome to A History of Japan. Season 2, Episode 7, East Asian Trade. Trade in the ancient world is an endlessly fascinating subject, and every time I look into it, I learn something new. We often think of international trade as being a modern creation, but humanity has been trading for literally thousands of years. Likewise, the entanglement of politics in commerce is also not a new innovation. The Zhou Dynasty period was a time of incredible technological advancement, something which in many ways was only amplified by the Warring States period. Each state was competing with the others for better weapons, which drove the search for better technology. This was not merely an arms race, however. Political prestige could be gained by offering fine gifts to potential allies, and likewise ensuring loyalty of existing vassals through the same method. Bronze casting quickly became an important area of expertise, as bronze was considered a suitable metal for those wishing to display their wealth and power. Strong, shiny, and long-lasting, bronze displaced stone tools quickly as the alloy of choice for important people. Even more valuable than bronze was jade, highly prized for its beauty and longevity, as well as its alleged metaphysical properties, jade items were the must-have gifts in the ancient Far East. Zhou Dynasty China used a variety of bronze, iron, and jade goods as gifts to earn the friendship of their neighbors, who were expected to give their own goods in return. The Zhou generally had a low opinion of these neighbors, whom they saw as barbarians living on the periphery of their agri-feudal kingdom. Within that agri-feudal kingdom, the states were doing some interesting experiments with their money supply. The earliest known examples of money in China are bronze-covered cowrie shells from the Shang dynasty, but the Zhou dynasty states would create some of the strangest and most interesting forms of cash. Little squares of gold, bronze cast in the shape of spades, and objectively the most awesome type of legal tender ever created, bronze knife money. As the Warring States period dragged on, trade with foreign nations decreased as various warlords focused on their more immediate concerns. Qin was the first nation to adopt iron weapons and armor, and they utilized this plain, tough metal to the fullest extent of its capacity. When the Qin dynasty fell from power and the Han dynasty rose in its place, they kept many of the Qin policies in place, especially the unification of the coinage as the province of the central government. Their approach to the military was both fiscal and utilitarian, disbanding the soldiers they didn't need and using the soldiers they kept on to expand their authority north, south, and west. The Xiongnu nomads to the north routinely raided Chinese territory, and most of the early Han emperors dealt with them using a similar method which the powers of Europe would later use to cope with massive Viking raids. They paid them tribute to leave them alone. 
In 133 BCE, however, Emperor Wu of the Han Dynasty decided that it was time to give the Xiongnu their final payment. The treasury full and the population increasing, he attempted to lure the Xiongnu chieftain, called the Shan Yu, into a trap, promising a huge financial gift. This backfired, however, and the Han and Xiongnu forces would battle it out on the steppes and periodically in parts of Han China over the next 200 years. This resulted in a westward expansion for the Han, as they made alliances with their western neighbors who were willing and conquered those neighbors who were not. This western territory was, at the suggestion of a Han nobleman whom the Xiongnu had captured and taken with them all over the western regions, utilized as trade infrastructure. Thus, the Han created the famous trade route known as the Silk Road. The ancient Silk Road connected the peoples of the west and the peoples of the east and nearly everyone in between. Agents acting on behalf of the Han Emperor returned to China with goods from the Indian kingdoms, the Indo-Greek kingdoms, and even the Roman Empire itself. While the Silk Road was far from being a permanent fixture throughout history, it became an important route for sharing ideas as well as consumer goods. Buddhism, founded originally in India, spread to Western neighbors like Bactria, but it was Parthia who would claim one of the most famous converts to the way of Buddha. A Parthian noble, whom the Chinese call An Shigao, renounced his claim to his title, gave up his earthly possessions, and traveled along the Silk Road into China and changed all of history in the process. Interruptions in trade could have big implications for politics back home. We've already covered how the northern Kyushu polities seemed to collapse and retract when their supply of Chinese bronze goods was threatened by a five-year mutiny at the Leilong Commandery, and how that interruption may have allowed other polities across the land to expand their influence through their control of religious implements like the Dotaku Bells of Kansai. The polities of southern Kyushu had unique access to the Ryukyu Islands, which would have seemed to most of the rest of Japan to be so far away that it was an almost mythic place. Conch-shell jewelry, especially bracelets, were highly prized throughout Kyushu and Chugoku, and are often found among other high-value grave goods in elite cemeteries. Ultimately, the Han Dynasty would fall, and the three states arise from its ashes. The Wei, Shu, and Wu states would each tend to their particular spheres of influence in the exchange of goods and subjugation of hostile tribes. But the Silk Road was not something that could easily be forgotten by ambitious people who coveted the power they believed it could provide for them. Next time, we will examine the three most influential philosophies of ancient China, philosophies which, I promise, will eventually impact Japan in a huge way. Until then, thank you for listening. Please consider supporting this podcast at patreon.com slash a history of Japan.